can't. I hate this right now. It's not a <laughs> You're out. You're fired. <laughs> Welcome to the Young Artists Podcast. Today we are incredibly excited to have a truly talented and multifaceted guest with us, Suyang, a South Korean product and service designer who currently lives in London. Hi, Suyang. Hi, everybody. This is Suyang. I am very excited to talk to you today. Uh, I want to start our conversation from uh, what you recently told me. Uh, we were watching each other's work and you looked at my work and you had a piece of advice for me, but you started from saying, okay, Natalia, I want to tell you something from a perspective of service designer, mm -hmm. what you would do with my work. Yeah. Can you like introduce a little bit what it means to be a service designer and what is like the way of thinking of a service designer? Because for me, like as a fine artist, this mm -hmm. is something completely different to me, so... To explain what service design is, I need to um, go through my little bit of background. I graduated automotive design, mm -hmm. bachelor, but um, what I get fascinated during the course was um, how much you focus on the user and user behavior and user research, yeah. the outcome can be totally different. I mean, even with same user, people interpret that person in very different ways, a lot of different ways in terms of their lifestyle or their expenditure, mm -hmm. their um, uh, style of house or family. So according to that, with that different aspects of one person, the vehicle can be very diverse. It can be just small mobility or it can be really big SUV for family, something like that. So I, I was fascinated by that point that this teeny tiny research can make great, really big change after all. Yeah, you can expand it so much. Exactly. Also, I was um, kind of disappointed in industrial design because uh, they consume the word design as mm. just a styling, make something beautiful and that's it. But I was expecting doing much bigger and broader thing with the tool. I mean, I consider design as a tool mm -hmm. to create much bigger thing. Yeah. So I kind of uh, having hard four years of studying inside of the industrial design field. So it was more about technology and less about design, right? That is what you mean or? Um, long story short, I figured out design is not about just styling, mm -hmm. but the whole process. Okay. And I was trying to find what kind of design is dealing with whole process of designing. Mm -hmm. and. So that's how I ended up service design because service design literally designing and planning whole processes from the scratch to the end point of the product or services or anything that you can imagine. Oh, so you really like to focus on how people will interact with what you design mm -hmm. and how you can engage more with the environment that, that, that your design will be placed in. Mm -hmm you don't want to focus just on the aesthetics, right? Exactly. I mean, um, in service design field, styling and 
um, making the product is just one fragment of the whole process. And mm. I really want to, I've already been through that process. So I really, now I really want to focus more on um, studying of human and users and make all the products and services into human-centered. So you said that there's like so many characteristics that you can focus on when you uh, choose your user, mm -hmm. like the expenditure or style of living, yeah. everything. So how do you choose your user and how do you choose like one specific characteristics? Because it's really low. It's like mm -hmm. when you look at the lifestyle of one person, there is like, I don't know, even like religion, daily habits, everything that could be taken into consideration. So how does it look like? <laughs> I know you guys hate this, but it depends. Oh, I hate <laughs> <laughs> it. depends because um, before I profiling the user or customer, I always think, try to discover the main problem that I want to solve. Okay. So depending of the problem and issue that you're looking at and even the issue is full of different point of views. Mm -hmm. So um, currently I'm working on donation project uh, mm -hmm. as a side project, my okay. own personal one. Um, there's a lot of stakeholders inside of the donation field. Yes. And, but I am specifically focusing on Korean donation culture and why Koreans are not giving enough um, compared to other nations. So I choose users and try to focus on their awareness of donation and the understanding of the donation culture. Because I think donation culture in Korea has an issue in their donation culture. Does that make sense? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. Like, is it more like in the tradition and the understanding of uh, donation uh, more than like the real purpose of it? Yeah. Um, like, is it more of the like Korean traditions? Mm -hmm. I will say, if you discover the issue and there's a certain point um, inside of the issue that you need want to solve, mm -hmm. then you bring the users and try to connect the certain point to the users. Okay. So the part of the donation culture you want to um, deal with is, I don't know, if for example, is um, have a relationship with finance, then bring the users and connect their financial situation and financial behavior to the issue. Okay. That's so you analyze it very like, personally and individually in mm -hmm, a way mm -hmm. and exactly. do you find like uh, you bring a lot of uh, South Korean uh, culture and tradition to your work and because now you said that you were working with uh, how does it look like Korea but you live in London so mm -hmm. do you find like your culture has a lot of impact on your practice? I'm trying not to actually because I really want to work globally Mm -hmm. And in near future, I probably work in London or abroad somewhere not in Korea. So I really want to understand more cultural diverse. Yeah, you don't want to be biased. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah, I just fine. only choose Korean um, donation culture for the project mm -hmm. because 
that's what I really understand deeply. Yeah. Because uh, service design is all about empathizing to certain situation yeah, and go deeper I and deeper. It. You need to choose something that you can relate to mm -hmm. so that you can design the product better for these people. Exactly. So Yang, I'm really inspired by your recent project when you uh, talked about iPhones and about the phone addiction. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us a little bit about the process and what brought you to the point of working with phone addiction and how did you decide to choose it? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, actually, I've been working on, not I've been working on, I had worked on phone addiction project like two years ago, but I didn't like the outcome. So I just keep the idea of, oh, I need to improve the outcome um, some point in the future back in my head. But I, and I visited the museum and see the iPhone and it kind of came back to me. Mm -hmm. And then I started to work on that. This time I think about iPhone a lot. Yeah, and specifically about iPhone. Spe yes, yes. It's also very good from the design point of view. Like yeah, iPhone exactly. is so like, you mm -hmm. know, where many people really appreciate the Apple design. Exactly. I mean, um, now it is so critical. After the born of the iPhone in 2007 or 2008, mm -hmm. um, it becomes so critical in daily life and becoming almost irre irreplaceable thing to people. That's true. Like the phone is glued to the mm -hmm, hand. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's because um, the smartphone serves people's needs so much yeah. with their unlimited potential to provide the different contents. But uh, because of its ability to do that, people are start to get addicted so much. So it kind of creates another desire from people. Like, oh, I need to reduce the screen time. Oh, probably I'm getting addicted to this. So Yeah, it's so much present in daily life that we start notice noticing that mm -hmm. there is a problem. Actually, I also have like app limits on my phone exactly. that reduce, you know, my use of Instagram, for example, exactly. to two hours per day. Mm -hmm. And like, it feels like so much time, but surprisingly, I always reach the limit. Like mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. That's the point. Um, people really wish to reduce their screen time, but they always fail and then they get depressed. Mm -hmm. And kind of because of the depression, they need another dopamine and happiness. Yeah. Go and that drags people go back to the um, virtual world. Yeah, that's true because it's becoming such a habit that you just grab the phone, you check whatever, mm -hmm. and you feel much calmer. Exactly. Yeah, I lose my phone like so many times during the day. <laughs> I lose it like in my bathroom, you know, I put it like in my wardrobe yeah, or exactly. very strange places. Mm -hmm. And I get so anxious when mm -hmm. I can, can find it. Mm -hmm. So That's true. Yeah, it's really it's a valid point that you're making. So, um, like I mentioned before, service designer is a, per, a designer who captures people's desire and go deeper into that desire yeah. and uh, trying to understand them thoroughly. So I kind of discovered the people's desire in this field, like in 
um, smartphone addiction. Mm -hmm. So I try to think of, of another way to solve this problem compared to my previous work. So I looked up for presidents before smartphone came out, like how people deal with addiction before smartphone era. Did you like think about other addictions, like completely different? Um, not completely different. It needed to be um, deal with virtual oh, technology, world, yeah. technology, yeah, exactly. So I looked up for internet addiction and video game addiction, um, okay. like back in 1990 or 1980s. Mm -hmm. And I could find the doctor's suggestion and the researchers which recommends using reminder card or um, recommend people to do more physical ex activities so I was like probably the physicality and physical restriction or physical help can actually help people to reduce or get out from that kind of virtual addiction. So this is what interested you the most mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. previous solutions. Exactly. So um, I, I was kind of not satisfied with my outcome from my previous phone addiction project was um, the outcome was about using application to reduce the screen time. screen time. So it was quite ironic. So this time I really try to focus on um, physical gadget that helps people reduce their screen time. Yeah, I get it. Cause like if you have an app that helps you reduce the screen time, like mm -hmm. you reach for the phone again mm -hmm. to activate the app and it's just, you know, it, in the end, like you are using the phone more. Mm -hmm. I, it's, it's really ironic. Yeah. yeah. So, and I found the main reason of phone addiction is um, using the phone itself it creates the dopamine which is really fast and addictive hormone that your brain produce and your brain consider that kind of dopamine as a reward mm -hmm. and it's a really quick and easiest way to get happiness and sort of thing which um, plays almost same role as a drug so it's I'm crazy yeah I need I, that's why people get addicted to smartphone I didn't know about it it's yes. really crazy oh yeah it is like so I needed to come up with how can I reduce that kind of dopamine um, with physical gadget um, so I go through some other researches about that and I come up with the fidget toys, mm -hmm. like like the A ASMRE and okay. the puppet and like slime. Yeah, yeah, I know and what you mean. Yeah, those kind of things. So I thought, why not combine them all and make it look like iPhone? So it's such a good way of thinking because these toys are not only like used for like you know, uh, for uh, addiction, but mm -hmm. they are also used for anxiety. Mm -hmm. So like if your dopamine uh, goes down, mm -hmm. you immediately get anxious. Yeah, exactly. So this is so good that you came up with 
finding something that calms people down from anxiety mm -hmm. at the same time like making brain produce more dopamine mm -hmm. exactly um like the point that you mentioned once people don't get dopamine enough they feel anxiety yeah. immediately but um giving them a fidget toy like gadget it will help to reduce anxiety because it's fidget toy works as a sensory toy as well so you can um, feel calmness through tactile uh, stimulation or visual or sometimes uh, sound effect that's so smart because it's the same way that the phones work like you have the visual stimulation mm -hmm. you can listen to the music mm -hmm. you can watch video like there's so many things happening at the same time yeah so yeah it makes total sense I love it um, and I really want it to be look like a phone because if it doesn't look like phone people don't want it to use it mm -hmm. like instead of phone so I try to try to capture the the hand gesture that people using while using their actual smartphone and um, try my best to mimic them as much as I can so I can show you the picture right here but um, <laughs> my um, smartphone gadget looks like um, it can it can mimic the hand gesture. It looks like iPhone, yeah, but it, it, wooden. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's made out of MDF just for now. So, um, yeah, I really try my best people able to mimic the hand gesture of like scrolling, the swipe, yes, yeah, the scrolling, zooming. zooming in and out, scrolling and like typing as well and you know i love that uh, you actually chose to reproduce the iphone in mdf mm -hmm. because it's also about the ergonomics like we are so used to holding the specific shape of the phone exactly like i don't feel like fidget or something else really works mm -hmm. because like we are just used to having it all the time in our hands mm. so it, if it has the same shape like we are less likely to put it away yeah that's what i think i yeah, I, I, I consider my fidget toy as a modern pacifier. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, it's a pacifier for um, adult who yeah. who's willing to reduce the screen time. I think. Yeah, I actually had a chance to play with Soyang's uh, pacifiers, <laughs> and I find them so good. Like actually, the gestures that she mimicked with certain uh, like buttons and uh, different like slimes that are nice to touch mm -hmm. they really well mimic the um, gestures on the phone in such a good way that like i could do it forever like i could just swipe the button the same way that i swipe the phone because this feels like such a natural gesture yeah but the thing is um it gives the calmness to people but you actually you can't use it forever because you will feel tired of it at the end but the iPhone gives like endless contents and that will give people um, makes easy to addict it to it oh so this is like a little bit of a limitation for mm -hmm. this sort of design but I feel like you know at least you're not looking on the screen and it's really really addictive to like 
play with the slimes and different things that you put, like the sensory yeah. sensations mm -hmm. that you included in your design. So it is captivating. It is, it is. Um, so what the next step that I'm um, looking forward to do is actual user test. I didn't do it yet, but mm -hmm. I, I'm willing to um, hand those devices to my friends and check if it's really working or not, or it's really uh, creating another addiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it creating another addiction or is it really helpful to reduce the screen time? Yeah, I really wish to um, experiment that on that. Fun, I want to test it. Uh, do you have any plans to develop this project in the future? Yes, actually I have really interesting plan it's Tell just a me. plan yeah. for now. Um, I met two brilliant artists during the RCA MA1 exhibition, which uh, who shares the pretty much similar, same, pretty much the same idea with my iPhone, like my fake iPhone. Um, one of them is from the jewelry department, and one of them is from tactile department. Um, the one who's from jewelry department, she is really good at um, making stuff through stuff with steels. Like craftsmanship. Yes, exactly. And um, the one from tactile, she made sensory toy. Oh. So I'm planning to contact them. I already explained my project to them and they showed great interest in my project. So. During the summer break, I wish to contact them and ask them to collaborate with me because I really want to make this um, piece into look like real product. Mm -hmm. Probably, I don't know, like if it goes well, I probably get um, investment or... Yeah, you could definitely it... apply for some funding exactly, for this. Exactly. Because it is for such a good cause, mm -hmm. like uh, we are really going towards the technology addiction yeah. age. Mm -hmm. So either we try to battle it or we are all, you know, <laughs> lost. Exactly. So I wish that kind of um, amazing thing will happen. It's great. It will be such an interesting collaborative process. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because like your friends, they are doing so, like they lo they have the same way of thinking as you have but they uh, work with completely different techniques mm -hmm. so uh, i can't wait to see how it goes yeah i mean it looks ugly right now because i know it doesn't made, made it in by mdf like which is wood so i really want to make it really fancy and sleek do you know what materials you will use um, she is really good at working with the steel, all kind of steels, mm -hmm. like silver, gold, like copper, and any oh. kind of steel. So, and her, her project was about literally about the phone at the MA1 show. So, okay. probably she will know um, how to make the shape of the phone and make oh, it... Oh yeah, you will just rely on her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of um, material-wise and shape-wise, yeah. yes. The last question about your practice. Could you 
tell us a little bit about how your process looked like because just for everybody Soyoung is so incredible with Illustrator she is the most amazing person to ask everything about Adobe Illustrator and she also mastered the laser cutting right mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> um, I really like Illustrator because it's vector based um, it never changes its shape and yeah. never like how to say pixelized um, pixelized <laughs> yes i hate that um and it come it goes so well with laser cutter because laser um ai file is the one that laser cutter um can read so yes and also my work requires really precise um pre precisely sized pieces Oh yeah, so that you can glue them together mm -hmm. easily. Yes, exactly. So that's why I worked a lot with the laser cutter. And that's why I love Illustrator. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before this podcast, we agreed not to say anything negative about Illustrator. Yes. That's how Soyoung loves it. <laughs> because, yes, because Illustrator is my alpha to Omega and it's my baby. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So um, the last question for today, mm -hmm. uh, with all your experience with automotive design, with service design, with all the tools that you use, do you have any advice for the emerging artists, how to approach your work and how to choose your tools or just whatever comes to your mind? Um, nothing's never, never late, I will say. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel it's too late every time but looking back it's never late because oh, now is the fastest moment that you can start something mm -hmm. so don't be afraid just start if you are so familiar to digital work just go outside your box and start making 3d things because what i learned from this course is thinking through making Okay, <laughs> like through. first you make and then your thinking comes about the process. Yes, is really helpful and don't hesitate to start new things. I love That's it. All. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It was an amazing conversation yeah. and we will definitely link So Young's Instagram in our um, Young Artist Podcast Instagram in order for you to see her works. And it was such an amazing episode. Thank you again. And uh, to everybody listening, stay tuned for the next week's episode. And bye. Bye. Thank you.